Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian from The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102 if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time with the players and coaches who lived in them. Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Or what about the, the after parties? We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali in 1988, and surprisingly, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ. Listen to The Dial of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Hello and welcome inside the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Well, you know, Mike Harmon, I fall into this trap all the time. All the time. Just yeah. when I think something is turning the corner, right? Like I thought the Jets have been turning the corner for like eight years. Now they're finally doing it. Just when I think, you know, maybe the Knicks have figured things out a little yeah. bit earlier than expected. You know, they, they figured it out on offense. Mm-hmm. The offense is falling through Jalen Brunson. He's exactly what they need. They put up this colossal, craptastic stinker of a game against the Nets who finally got a head coach and Kyrie's not playing and nobody cares. And oh, by the way, here come the Nets and blow the doors off the Knicks. Yeah. Yeah, Jacques Vaughn said, like you. Just when I think the Knicks have it. Oh, hey, maybe they're turning the corner. No, no, no. I get this is a big, fat reality sandwich. Kevin Durant, 29, 12, and 12, plus 32 on the night. O'Neal was plus 44. I can keep going. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal? Had- not, not Shaquille O'Neal. Not <laughs> Shaq wasn't, although if he played, he probably would have been as well. 
He could have just camped out in the low post. Yeah, Royce mm-hmm. O'Neal uh, getting it done. And then off the bench, a guy that we've talked about before and, and a part of the – a key component to how far this team may be able to run, whether Kyrie's there or not, is Seth Curry, who came in and shot very well off the bench, giving them 23, 6 of 11 from three-point range. So – you, you've st- you've got players, right? Joe Harris back in. You had four starters and double figures, and they just absolutely bludgeoned your squad. No energy, no life whatsoever. It was 69-44 at the half, and everybody was looking for the remote control. I sat and watched it because, well, it was great theater for me going, hey, look at all the one-shots they can do of Jacques Vaughn now. Just saying, there he is. Look how genius he is. They have a coach. They have a leader. This is a guy who helped them through the pandemic. All of those things that you heard the same damn story 19 times during the course of the game because your team mounted no challenge whatsoever. It's like you guys did that story in the first quarter. Eh, maybe the audience changed. No, no, nobody was coming to watch that game at that point. We'd all been there. Tell me something different. You know, the funny thing is, right, about about this game. The well, Knicks well, are the funny the thing. The Knicks losing. Yeah, yes, they, were they were the pretty funny. funny. Yeah. I walked right into that one. I, I knew yeah, 100%. you did. Um, it's just clowning. Just think about this, because this gets into the topic we're going to get into in a minute about, about Twitter today, because, oh, my goodness. But, <laughs> well, I just sent you guys another one. You want to read that one on oof. here? <laughs> well, well, uh, maybe not. Maybe not. I like to keep my job. Uh, yeah, no, exactly. But, <laughs> you uh, get a blue check mark. Did your credit card you know, clear? <laughs> OJ did it. Jacques Vaughn is named... Nets head coach today, getting the gig, and the Nets say he's got it this year and through next year. Wait a minute. Wait wait a minute. Because uh, I'm old enough to remember a week ago when the Nets were finalizing a deal with Ime Udoka to be their next head coach. Right? I'm old enough yeah. to remember that, to remember Adrian Wojnarowski and the column on ESPN, and it was definitive. The Nets are finalizing the deal. Jacques Vaughn will stay on staff. Uh, he's coming in with this. It was 100%. And we're just going to forget about that? I, you know, I understand Kyrie Irving gets suspended and other basketball stuff that the Lakers keep losing, but this was a big deal, man. And, 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 and Woj got this wrong. And I'm like, he doesn't get anything wrong. And he he didn't get this wrong. He got this wrong. Like, he got – this wasn't, hey, here's a tweet that the Nets are hiring Ime Odoka and all the controversy that came up out of this. No, this wasn't a test balloon that maybe the Nets said, hey, we're thinking about it. Woj puts it out there. The Nets see which way the wind is blowing and decide we can hire the guy or we can't hire the guy, right? Because that happens all the time. Hey, stuff gets leaked just to see what the reaction would be so they know if we go this way over a controversial subject are we biting off more than we can chew and if we are we go we go the other way this was the nets are hiring Ime Udoka they they are they are finalizing the deal he will be the head coach and all the details on that was happening it was it was done and then it just went away and now Jacques Vaughn's got the job for this year and next year so Udoka is not coaching in the NBA this year and I have and I you know not that I want to stand up and down and go ha ha you're wrong you're wrong but just for a second because the guy is never wrong I mean if, if, if there's 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 guys you believe when it happens right and it's Woj in the NBA and it's Glazer in the NFL you know that 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 are never wrong that these are the guy and for Woj now I just curse Jay Glazer now uh and, and for Woj to be wrong about this like whoa 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 how come there's not more being spent on that wait what happened to the whole you know Udoka part of it because that was a done deal a few days ago 
Yeah, I would say a couple of things. Number one, I was really shocked, and maybe it hit your timeline, but it didn't for me. For eight bucks, someone could have gone and become a fake Woj to do one of those Inception <laughs> tweets like he put out when the Udoka story was going on. Breaking news from Adrian Wojnarowski which is, with his picture inside the tweet from his verified. Are account. you sure it's him, though? <laughs> well, no, the, to, as of today, I, I don't know if what's real, what's imagined uh, anymore. But as related to this story, I have to say, this is one where uh, if, it, if I were to do the let's go through and do the back math that maybe it was a this gets floated doing a solid or misinformed and screwed over, whichever side is reality, the, it got out there and the public backlash I mean, we certainly went to town on it, and so many others did, right? We pointed out, hey, it's not an NBA suspension, but when you get to optics, you get to the NBA and everything they've they've done in terms of community and expansion, but also just trying to be uh, voices oftentimes, until Kyrie Irving's situation, uh, voices oftentimes in these type of situations uh, to champion um, forthright, you know, discussions and forthright activity and actions to make sure that people are being held accountable. In this case, this story gets out. I got to guarantee you the, the amount of phone calls and, and back channel chatter about it w- was enough to, it, that even if they were say 90% down that road, uh, that was when you start yelling pivot really fast uh, or hot route as it were to relate to uh, television and movie. You could go either direction uh, and, and decided to reverse course on this. Dude, I'm reading to you from Woj's column. The Nets are finalizing a deal to hire suspended mm-hmm. Celtics coach Ime Udoka. Are you sure it's Woj? I'm sure it's – yes. Well, this was a website. This was their website, not Twitter, right? <laughs> yeah, this is ESPN.com. This yeah. is ESPN.com. Well, that's your, holy, that's yeah. your Bible. So. This is ESPN.com, you know, where, where they put things that, that are true. Uh, Boston's not requiring draft compensation from Brooklyn. There are discussions taking place. Uh, They'll keep Jacques Vaughn as the acting head coach until Udoka can start the job. The Celtics never plan to stay in the way of Udoka accepting another coaching job. This is not, hey, I got got something, guys. This is this story. This is all the way down. And yet it didn't happen. It's a bunch of bullet points, yeah. This is all the way down and it didn't happen. And this gets into... And this gets into today because today was the first day for Twitter Blue, right? Elon Musk, the takeover of Twitter, who he's had a great time with this vanity exercise that is Twitter for him, uh, going through all the changes. Today was the first day you could have a blue check mark if yeah. you buy a blue check mark for $8 a month. Can I, can I month? just say this, man? If I, Go ahead, if buddy. I what do you got to this say, this kind buddy? of incredible wealth, you know, like if I'd been that guy to win the $1.9 billion or woman or whoever, whoever it is that comes forth, like – this this is not where I'm spending my money. Like this this is an exercise in futility. No matter how much of a power play you think you're doing, it, it it's an absolute mess. Rich people get bored. This is what he wanted yeah, to do with his money. Do, yeah, forty four billion bored, dollars. Go do something else. That's what he wanted to do. I, I, what do you want me to say? I can't believe it was forty four. I thought maybe four billion dollars. Forty four billion. Twitter really is. It's, it's worth they, that they got, much. Really, they got over man. Really? <laughs> forty four billion. Uh, but. You know, now's the day you can do it. So now there's two different blue check marks on Twitter. There's the blue check mark. If you click on the person's name, it says they are notable in in entertainment or the or the public, and that's why they have a blue check Which mark. Which you or, no longer have. Or, no, I have blue check mark. 
You, you have the one that you paid eight dollars for, yeah? No, no, no. I have the legitimate one. If you click on my, if you click on my name, it says this person has a. If you click on the blue check mark, it says looks exactly like the one I just bought. Yeah, because it's notable in government news, entertainment, or another designated category. Now, other people, you click on the blue check mark, it says they have it because they're they're a member of Twitter Blue. So now you can see blue check marks, and I can already imagine now people really got to get serious about about news gathering on Twitter because already. There was a big there was a big part today where somebody impersonated Adam Schefter on Twitter with an account with a blue check mark from Twitter Blue saying that the Raiders had fired Josh McDaniels. Yeah. And that gets out there and oh Adam, even though it says Adam Schefter not at the at well, yeah, Adam Schefter yeah. with with a blue check mark, because some people didn't know today was Twitter Blue and some people aren't going to. So this gets out there and then it's being reported. Hey, Josh Mc no, 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 no. And very quickly that account got suspended. So at least they were on top of it when someone doing an impersonating and and said, no, 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 this isn't a real thing. This is just going to be so messy. You know, this is so me- – who knows who's got – now, this guy's got a blue check mark, but they paid it, but they, they paid for it, but they look like they're a news source. Get ready for the beginning of a daily – X and Y being fired. So-and-so is signing for $300 million in Major League Baseball. This is still going to become the norm the next few days. We all kind of, Oh, did you see this? The Angels traded Mike Trout to the Mets uh, for Jacob DeGrom. No, 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 no. Didn't happen. That's a fake Ken Rosenthal. Uh, it's a fake John Heyman. Oh, wait, that's really John Heyman. No, it's a fake John Heyman. No, all this stuff is a fake. fake LeBron. It, I mean, yeah. it's, ju- it's just going to happen now. And... I, I got to say this because Twitter ha- for a long time in social media has not been put in proper perspective. No one really knows how to treat the perspective of social media because you have Generation Z who has grown up with social media and has been on it for 15 years now because Twitter's, you know, Twitter's about 13, 14 years old, right? And Facebook came a couple of years before that. So you have Generation Z that's up now that's had a world that they've never known that didn't have social media. But at the same time, social media is not something that the vast majority of people are making money on. It's not something the vast majority of people are on. It's a way to get information out. It's, it's kind of a news site, but it's... It's not, and it's never really been, and I don't want to say regulated because it's the internet, but it's never really been put in its proper perspective of, hey, just how do we treat what's said and what goes on on Twitter? All right, someone says something, we can react to it, someone doesn't, but it's so serious. And, and, and to see people that I know that have spent the last 10 years using social media companies, buying followers because they treat it so serious. Like they treat having followers on Twitter better than relationships they have with people at work or in their family. That's how serious people are on social media. And I go, oh my God, I love seeing these people go crazy. Oh, but other people have blue check marks now just like me. And oh, I love seeing those people go bat bananas crazy. It's never been put in perspective and now it's never going to be put in perspective. You know, it, it's it's you look at Twitter and I, I think we deal with it the right way here on the show I think I deal with it the right way is look it's something to engage with your audience and it's something fun it's something that you should put out there that people can can be entertained by either with opinions with something funny uh but but the way it's being pushed around it sometimes that's what it is sometimes it's this real serious uh news that nobody has perspective on twitter and that's why i say it's the wild west because nobody still knows how to act with it and now it's just going to get even wilder that's what's good that that's the big thing that's going to happen with elon musk buying twitter and what's going on so far well up until today i would also use it 
when we had injury news or any of these things to retweet, right? The whole Matthew Stafford story started to come down. Kyler Murray stories. I'm like, are these real or imagined? Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team. A driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two, because as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I, I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts. Or wherever you get your podcast. You find it. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Dow of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like, he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. In each of these stories, we share lessons. Lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Dow of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Julian Edelman from Games with Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the deflategate. Hey, guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around. I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. Are you calling Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're I'm saying right saying now? He's, you... he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with big top. They ran socks in 2004, bounced back after the 3-0. In a winner chicken dinner, homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball. 
but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in. Jason Smith Show. Mike Harmon here. Fox Sports Radio from the Tyrac.com studios. Having a blast watching the Clippers and the Lakers. Yeah, believe me. It's true. LeBron it's a is better playing. game already. LeBron is in the lineup. I, he's playing. LeBron is playing. Hey, he's going to gut it out every damn night. It's him and uh, Anthony Davis. And, and Russell Westbrook is on the court as well. Austin Rees. I mean, you've got all the luminaries. All the stars are out. I, mean, I have a question about the lighting in NBA arenas tonight, though. Both games that I've watched seem dark. Either that or someone's really screwing with my TV settings. You know, I, I actually have a thought on this. I have, I, I've actually been thinking about this, okay? It, it, well, for games as well. But, like, how many TV shows are dark now do you see? The, the, the color, like, when you watch a Game of Thrones or you watch a Marvel show or Star Wars, it's so incredibly dark. And you have to turn the brightness up on your TV. You can't really see. Like, they're just shot really dark. Right? I know Trevor Noah talked about this a little bit um, a, a couple weeks ago and said, yeah, you know, it's creative choices for, for making it dark. And, and, uh, Look at that. that, you, that you, that's you, what... you cited Trevor Noah. You might yeah. be the first guy to do that. And... Uh, maybe. That may be. I mean, the only thing I know is he was quitting. I don't know anything else of substance that he's done. No disrespect to him. It's just uh, I'm not watching that stuff at the end of the night. That's okay. That's all right. And uh, and and it's it's interesting because I have a thought on 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 this on 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 places being darker and that happening. And I guarantee you this for shows like Game of Thrones or House of Dragon or Star Wars or whatever it is. I guarantee you that these shows have found a way to say. If we shoot it dark and we don't have to worry about as much detail, we can save a lot of money. Oh, I guarantee sure. it. Yeah, I yeah. guarantee that's why. It's not an artful choice. It's like, well, we can shoot this here, boy, with the lighting. This, But what if we shot it? Dark? And I'm not saying they looked into how do we save money on it, but maybe, hey, we we're going to shoot this. It's going to be dark. Boy, we saved a lot of money on it. We saved like 250 grand. Why? We didn't use lights as much. Oh, we saved 250 grand for light. Yeah, hey, shoot everything dark. Everything's going to be dark. Well, think about the cave. final two Harry Potter Can't movies. See it. Don't need to worry about it. Don't There's you, scenes you I have no I have, money. I, I'm fairly convinced they were all just in a booth doing uh, voice tracking. <laughs> I can't and see then they anything added on a couple the screen. Of lasers. <laughs> There's it's nothing a ra- going on. It's a radio play. That's what it is. It's pretty it's, much. It's just theater of the mind. It's the Avengers. But how much did you spend on this? Not a lot. We just spent for voices. Just pretend the action is going big. Pretend Black Widow is doing something insane as she's running around and then landing oh, on the a ground. Flash of red, or you know, this is supposed to look like the wand is working, or yeah, the yeah, Marvel yeah, yeah. Universe. It's a that phaser. You know, what I mean, it's like all that. That might work. I thought, you know, I, that was something I thought during the pandemic that might come back. Could you do that? Could you write a some kind of radio play and people would listen to it and download it as do a big every podcast night, man. and have that? I mean, that would be something. But you get the you get like people like Chris Pratt to do it. Like you get a Guardians of the Galaxy episode and they play the sound effects and they do it. I, well, they they did fun. that animated show and got yeah, a bunch of did. those folks to chime in on that. That's true. That's true. Hey, you're right. And they do have the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special coming up soon. Holiday. Spoiler holiday. alert. Holiday. holiday, holiday. No, no, it's, no, no details on it. Did and I, I think it grow three sizes that day. It, it might be very much like the uh, the ill-fated Star Wars uh, hey, holiday hey, hey, special from the mid seventies. Nothing. That was fantastic. <laughs> 
Don't <laughs> Arthur Mike. was in there. I mean, come on. Uh, yeah, sure, sure. Was it Diane Carroll dancing in it, right? Oh, that yeah, was... you, had, you had a lot yeah. of uh, randomness. It was great. Well. Uh, so Clippers out big over the Lakers early. It's a 10-point lead, four minutes to go in the first quarter. Uh, somehow Russell Westbrook has played four minutes, and he is minus 12. That is that, that, right, he's played four minutes, and he is minus 12. Well, on the plus side, LeBron James made two straight three-point shots. He was one for his last 16, that data point from our buddy Dan Wojcicki. And I did verify it is actually his account. Okay, that's good. Are All you right, sure? Yeah, well, we've got uh, you know a, a bunch of uh, questions of how many fake. How about a fresca? <laughs> Accounts will be out there. How do you how do you change the spelling in each of the words? If there's Big Macs in the pictures, it's him. Oh yeah, they say now people are going to try to impersonate me on Twitter and go, oh yeah, this guy's saying this, he's saying this. All I got to do is put McDonald's and the Jets and the Mets and stuff. Oh yeah, it's I'm, I'm Jason Smith, man. Look at me. Yeah, I, I, that's going to happen. It's going to happen at some point. Now it's going to happen in the next five minutes because we said it. Thanks Sorry, a lot, buddy. guys. It, it Thanks won't a lot. be happening. Thanks a lot. I'm going to lose if my I, blue check mark because of you guys. Thank yeah, you. but if someone wants to go spend eight bucks on that, I mean, mm. a fool and his money are soon parted. <laughs> uh, so we will have more NBA coming up throughout the night tonight here on the show. Uh, it's a Fox Sports Radio tailgate presented by the Big Green Egg. Nothing beats the flavor of live fire cooking on a Big Green Egg. It's the most versatile grill you'll ever own, backed by a lifetime warranty. Roll with the best. Shop online for free delivery at BigGreenEgg.com. Lifetime warranty, free home delivery, Big Green Egg. Com. Well, now Russell Wilson has a new nickname. Now his new nickname, it was Danger Rust. Yeah, I don't know. And then there's Mr. 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 Unlo- yeah, I don't know. Mr. 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 Is he going to start braying like you did that time uh, a few days ago? That was, I mean, that's kind of where we were at. That, that, was, that was two days ago. Tyshirt hasn't saved that sound effect, so it's fine. Oh, haven't I? No, you haven't saved it. <laughs> Why did you speak? Harmon just did some kind of crazy-ass stuff that was even better. That wasn't me. <laughs> that, was, that wasn't you? No. I thought that was you that made no. that noise. No, Is we there don't a roll ghost on in the studio? <laughs> they don't roll on ghost. me, don't you know? There's a that and I did not make that sound either. Uh, so Russell West, uh, Russell Westbrook, Russell Wilson is now wristband Russ. That's got to be his nickname. That's pretty good. I like that. Wristband Russ. He gets asked today about uh, any hesitation about his time with the Seahawks when he wouldn't wear a wristband with a play sheet on it. All right. Now, he wore a wristband with a play sheet on it during their win over the Jaguars in London. This is, of course, with the Denver Broncos. Uh, on Monday, Pete Carroll was on a radio interview on 710 a.m. in Seattle, and he praised Geno Smith for wearing a wristband this season to make play calling more efficient. Carroll said there was, quote, resistance to that, so we didn't do that in the past. Now, obviously, Pete Carroll didn't refer to Wilson by name, but he's the only guy. Wilson missed three quarterbacks in a bleeping decade, okay? Three games in a decade. So it's Russell Wilson who didn't want to wear a wristband. And now here's Pete Carroll saying, hey, Geno was so good, so good. Play calling was more efficient. Play call. He wore a wristband. I'm not going to say who didn't wear a wristband, but, yeah, it rhymes with Schmuschel Schmilson. So now Wristband Russ is his nickname because, ah, now I'll wear a wristband in Denver with the play calls. And now you see the silly controversy about another way for the Seahawks to throw Russell Wilson 
under the bus and to say it's all Russell Wilson's fault. Maybe Russell Wilson really is the Joe Girardi of the NFL. It was all his fault, and the minute he left, things got better. Right? No one misses Russell Wilson in Seattle. No one. Pete Carroll has never said he misses him. He's taken every opportunity to very obliquely throw shade at Russell Wilson, like this comment here about the wristband. Hey, are you going to welcome Russell Wilson? Well, I'll let the 12s decide, the fans, how they welcome him when he comes to the game opening week against Denver. He has found every way to throw shade at him. Denver isn't flourishing despite the fact they are way more talented at every position than Seahawks are. Geno Smith is a more efficient quarterback in this offense. There is nothing else to really say at this point. So, yeah, maybe Russell Wilson is the Joe Girardi of the NFL because there's no other avenue, there's no other solution than the thought he was, he was a big star, but they're better without him. And they didn't get better in other places in the offseason. There was no other place where they went and got somebody big. Oh, now we got you a couple more wide receivers. Or now we, we, did, we, we did much better on the offensive line. The weapons are worse. And they replaced you with a journeyman quarterback. And the team is playing better. Simply because... You are gone. All right? This doesn't make just mean Geno Smith is so, oh, he's so special. He's a, no, but there's lots of guys of Geno Smith's caliber that the Seahawks could be winning like this with. Geno Smith happens to be a right fit for this offense, and I give him all the credit in the world because he's been doing it. But just the fact that you had a guy that has gotten kicked out of a couple different organizations and is a backup and a journeyman, and suddenly his team is in first place, and the only common thread is that you're gone from that team and your new team is terrible – yeah, there's no other solution than, yeah, it was Russell Wilson's fault in Seattle. Joe Girardi, Russell Wilson, same person. You've never seen them together. You've not seen them together at once, have you? You've never seen them. They're the same person. I'll never see them apart now. And it, and it works because Russell Wilson, once upon a time, played baseball. See, it all ties together. But uh, I, he wore wristbands back then, though. I've seen pictures back from his uh, baseball rookie cards. But uh, one thing, uh, just in terms of personnel, going into the season, and I mean before Tim Patrick got hurt and then we saw what the product was, uh, you, you would say, yes, Denver was better by volume. But on an individual basis, were any of those guys better than DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett? No, it was the collective of them and what they could be uh, that we thought of. Likewise, at the running back position, Javante Williams looked like he was going to be good. He gets hurt. Melvin Gordon can't hang on to the football. And then we start acquiring guys along the way. Meanwhile, Rashad Penny, who was the late season hero last year, well, you got exactly what you expected, or at least uh, you hoped for better and you got more of the expectations of he played really well and then he got hurt but Kenneth Walker I mean come on you want to watch him like he's second only to Damian Pierce in terms of the the young next generation of running backs that you want to watch right you You got Derrick Henry who's just on this whole other level and is scary and yes Brees Hall's good too Oh, of course, but he got hurt too. Hall's the best. But here's the thing: is you mentioned, and that's a that's a great point about how it is all Russell Wilson's fault because it's not like the Seahawks have had bad running backs. No, right? they've just had guys that can't stay healthy. But every well, between guy uh, they have Carson there, and Penny, yeah, right. Carson when he was healthy, he was terrific. Right, Penny mm-hmm. when he was healthy. He was terrific. Now, Kenneth Walker is healthy. He's terrific. It's not like, oh, now we got a great running back. We didn't have one before. It's what's the one common thread? Russell Wilson is gone. 
you know, and, and that's a that's the biggest lesson in all of this of, of, of you know, here we are midway through the season. Well, you know, look, looking back, looking at what's a big takeaway is sometimes you don't know you can get along without someone until you're forced to do it. Because there's no way the Seahawks sit here if they weren't forced to to say, let's trade Russell Wilson. Because you don't see any reality in which, well, how are we going to be better without Russell Wilson? He won a Super Bowl. We've been to another Super Bowl. Uh, the guy's a terrific quarterback. You look at what he's done. Uh, you know, he's had some MVP-type years. But at this point, they found out, oh, we can get along well without him. And sometimes you don't know that. And that's not just in sports. That's sometimes at work. That's in a relationship. Oh, 100%. You, know, you don't know? Would you, hey, oh, I, I, I don't know. We're going to break up, and oh, my God, I can't get along without her. I can't get along without her. And then a week after you break up, you're like, oh, my God, I'm so much happier. This is great. Or oh, I'm, I'm now so-and-so likes me, and I'm, I got more time to do it. I didn't know I could get along without this other person. And the Seahawks had no idea. And it's really hard because teams don't know they can get along well without stars. And, and this is with Geno Smith's success and watching it happen with the Seahawks, I mean it. I'll double down on last night. Aaron Rodgers will get traded in the offseason because the Packers are sick of his act and, they, and they're going to think, even though as great as he is, is he still great enough? Or can we move on, get draft picks, free up money, and maybe be a better team next year, whether it's Jordan Love or somebody else in the draft being our quarterback? Teams are now, because of this move, teams might be a little bit more okay with letting go of a star thinking we can move on. Because the Patriots scared the crap out of everybody. Hey, we can get along well without Tom Brady. What happened? Tom left. The Patriots stunk, and the Bucks won the Super Bowl. Don't trade any stars. Don't trade any stars. Now it's well we trade Russell. Oh, look, you can get along with that. And they're thriving without him. Yeah, you can get along without someone. Sometimes you just need to be pushed into it. And now maybe teams aren't going to be pushed into it because of the results of this. Yeah, we talk about it all the time related to – organizational stability, decision makers, etc. When you look at Schneider and you look at Pete Carroll, the, the red flag had gone up the last couple of years, right? You didn't have a lot of impact players in the draft, and you were sputtering. And you'd gone away from what built the philosophy of that squad, right? Because you had to pivot with the success of Russell Wilson and what you were doing. Now you pivot back the other way. And Geno Smith you know, to, I don't want to dismiss him because in you know, all of this, because I still see uh, little lists that go, oh, he's a nice story, but it's like, no, this is a guy that obviously was good enough to hang around the league for a decade. And he was just in spots at times, and the Jets are what they are, but go to his time with the Giants, right? He got the start over Eli, which the Eli Manning, you know, teammates, it made no sense, but they did it. And, but that was never a place he was going to be allowed to be the starter, right? He was not the heir apparent. And then they go and they bring in Daniel Jones, and, and you have what you have. But now you're in, in Seattle. You've got a solid squad. As I mentioned, both at the running back and wide receiver positions. And you've drafted well on defense the last couple of years. You've remade it. And, and the one thing we could say about Belichick the last few years and – at certain possession positions for a very long time. Uh, he doesn't get it right as a GM. Great coach. The GM side of it, not so much. With the Seahawks, they went back to basics. And with Geno Smith, as long as he plays good, efficient football, what's he at, like 72% completion rate or something mm-hmm. like that? Yeah. Don't, don't get cute. Know what the offense is asking of you. You got a guy in Walker that can bust one at any moment play turnover-free football, and you're going to have a chance to win. And right now, that division, as much as we may love what the 49ers could be, 
you've got every opportunity to go run away and hide. At some point, though, he's going to turn into a pumpkin. He may. And if he uh, does, no then – He will. Well, you know – So then it, he'll be Mr. 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 Limited. That's what he's going to be then. No, right. Yeah, History would say he Mr. hasn't Limited. done it. And, but it's like a, a lot of the stuff we talk about. At some point, you zag, right? I, I don't know. Jeff Saturday might be a bigger disaster than anything we've ever seen. But it's out-of-the-box thinking, as wrong-headed as it may be, depending on your perspective. But you zagged. In this case, Geno Smith didn't look like he should have been the guy coming in to get the job, right? Drew Locke was supposed to be that last ditch. All right, what is he? An effort. Instead, it's the guy that you drafted going all the way back to 2013 who's in the MVP consideration. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team, a driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two because, as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts. Or wherever you get your podcasts. You find it. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton, and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. In each of these stories, we share lessons, lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on the search. 
to find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the deflate gate. Hey guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around, I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. You call him Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're I'm saying right saying now? He's, you... he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with Big Pop. They ran socks in 2004, bounced back after the 3-0. We never win a chicken dinner, homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball, but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Big injury in the NFL to get to for a couple minutes here. Josh Allen's elbow officially has him iffy for Sunday's game against the Vikings. Head cut stopped. Uh, let's hope. The <laughs> Buffalo, the Bills Mafia is going to come and slam you over a table Bring for playing it. that man. I can't save you. I cannot save you. From well, they light him on fire. I can't save wow. you. I'm not man. worried. That escalated yeah, dude. quickly. Dude, the Bills, they, 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 already, they already just heard, okay, guys, let's get on that overnight flight to L.A. Let's go get Ty shirt. Yeah, we they're painting his picture on a table right now. <laughs> hey, guys, how you doing? I'm Alex Ty shirt. Why, why are you taking out a big table and put it? Oh, you want me to help you unfold? Are we going to eat? Are we going to have a play beer pong? Oh, great. Wait, this wait, is wait, great. wait. Why, why is there a chalk outline? <laughs> Why are the, the Dudley brothers here? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> nice Get the on. tables! <laughs> uh, so Allen's iffy for Sunday. Tell Allen. Uh, Allen is iffy for Sunday. Uh, really, you couldn't play the Allen drop? No, because you, you wanted it. But people, but people are expecting. They don't know what I just said unless you play the drop. Who's nope. these people? People listening, the audience doesn't Are these know. the ones that want to slam me on a table? They, yeah, the same ones, and now they want to slam you on a table And twice. what do you mean you people, by the way? If we, <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> tell Alan. Tell Alan that the Mets suck. <laughs> so, Alan's iffy, and McDermott was very cagey at his press conference today. He was asked, did Josh Allen throw this week? He wouldn't answer. Did Josh Allen look to get a second opinion? He wouldn't answer. The first thing about this is I really have a hard time seeing him playing on Sunday. I mean, this is a UCL injury. You're talking about a guy that is your entire franchise, and if he hasn't thrown, because if he has thrown, why wouldn't you say that? Yeah, yeah, no, he's thrown. He's trying to get, no, I'm not going to say it. Uh, that means he hasn't really had any activity. I don't really see him playing. So I know it's coming off the loss to the Jets, and it, you want to get right back out there. It's a bad taste in your mouth. It's a big game against the Vikings. It's another game to prove, hey, we are one of the we are the top team in the NFL. But I, I really I I can't see him playing on Sunday. I I really think it's going to wind up being Case Keenum. Oh, 100 percent, 100 percent. We get Keenum and Diggs against the. The Vikings. Look, because the other thing you have to you factor in, you know, we get into all the tiebreakers and we start looking at playoff pictures and all that fun. Uh, it is, you know, a, a non-conference game, right? Not that that's the be-all to end-all and, and there's all sorts of other things that have to happen the second half of the season. But there's 
there's no reason to risk him this week, right? It's not week 15. You're not on the, the potential of falling out of the playoffs. Yes, do you, would, you, would you like to avoid back-to-back losses? Sure. But in the end, you've got a, a capable backup, as capable as any backup's going to be, right? I, I trust him winging the ball around a little more than, than I did when we had the unknowns in Dallas and in other spots. They, they, and they did quite well. You still have the weapons at your disposal uh, against a pretty good, I think, undervalued Minnesota team to this point. But there's no reason to risk Josh Allen to a larger injury. I mean, because I've watched that play way too many times for comfort. And the fact that we're not looking at a long-term injury, because remember, his rookie year, similar, where he missed a month. So the fact that we're talking day-to-day uh, and, and potentially here week-to-week, I, I let him rest and I, I go play with Keenum. Yeah, I mean, if, if, there was a, if there was a win to have him come back and, and not be, if he's like at 70%, like I'll, I'll come back and hand off, we're playing a team. Well, but that's the other that thing great. is he's going to run the ball too. Yeah. Right? It's, it's, like he's not a guy that's sense. just standing in the pocket 45 times. Yeah, you, you, you take him completely out of his game. Okay, well, I, I just go hand the ball off or, or, or not. Or we're going to have high percentage throws that get rid of the ball quickly. That's not who he is. That's not Josh Allen. So it, it would really – it wouldn't make sense to rush him back. I know you feel weird. We could have three losses after this week. We could be tied with the Jets. We could be looking yeah. up at the Jets. Yeah, but then in, you got in, the in Browns the and, the, and the Lions are your next two games. Yeah, I really – I can't see him playing. I would say be ready to be without Josh Allen this Sunday. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon. Next from the TireRack.com studios, a big NFL story coming your way. Fun. Tell Josh Allen – Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian from The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102, if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali in 1988, and surprisingly, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story, and also stories of others touched by the champ. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time with the players and coaches who lived in them. Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Or what about the the after parties? We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games With Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.